You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Monday edition rapid react episode, breaking down everything that happened Sunday as the 49ers lost 23-15 to the Washington football team. A devastating loss for the 49ers' chances to make the playoffs, and those hopes were still alive, and I think have now been completely dashed. More on that, but let's get into game notes, and I will give out some game balls at the end of today's show. There are some members of the franchise deserving of game balls in this one, not many on the offensive side of the ball, though. This football season has been extremely different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. At BD Peacock is where you can find me on Twitter. Hit me with those questions for tomorrow's mailbag episode. And I know there will be big questions as tends to happen after a loss, more philosophical questions. Uh, I put my first mock draft out there on Twitter talking about some prospects the 49ers could bring in now that I think officially uh, there is an end to the thought that the 49ers will make the playoffs. Just too difficult now. Not impossible. They haven't been mathematically eliminated, but they needed to win out to really, really have a good chance. And now they're going to be down tiebreakers because they lost a game to another NFC opponent. Uh, they're behind too many teams now. And they're not deserving of being a playoff team. And, and they would get crushed in the playoffs against a good team anyway so this is not a team I think we want to see in the playoffs right now 23-15 the 49ers fall to 5-8 and eight on the season they'd have to win out just to get to 500 and 8-8 eight and eight's not going to get you in the playoffs anyway even if they did get Jimmy G back and even if they did get Kittle back at some point Washington though very much in the mix now first place in the NFC East at 6-7 and seven. maybe they'll even salvage a 500 record and there will be a team in the NFC East with a winning record at the end of this season and this one really you came away feeling like Washington won it on defense the 49ers played well on defense but it was almost as much that the 49ers lost it on offense and it was the turnovers and in fact let's let's go back to the last podcast I put out there Friday which had the keys to victory for this game in week 14 against Washington Uh, I had four keys to victory key to victory number one Get the ball to your playmakers. Mostert, Debo, Ayuk. At least 30 touches combined with those three players. Well, Ayuk had quite a few. Mostert had a few. Uh, not as many as I would have liked for Mostert. And Debo got hurt on the first play. So that definitely didn't happen. So 0 for 1 there. Key to victory number 2. 49ers offensive line versus Washington defensive line, which was a huge massive loss for the 49ers O-line. So, so a big no on key number 2. Key number three, turnovers. <laughs> I mean, the, you gave them two free touchdowns on defense. So that was obviously a big no. Kyle over it. Kyle mad. I thought Nick Moulds was going to get benched. Kyle Shanahan after the game said uh, that CJ wasn't warmed up after the pick six. So he let Mullins get back in there because it was such a quick turnaround there because obviously the 49ers offense goes right back onto the field. And then he had a nice drive and took him down to score. So he left him in there. So that was interesting. So narrowly... Nick Mullins made it through that game, staying in the game at quarterback. And then the fourth key to victory was Niners defense. Bounce back for the Niners DBs, linebackers in coverage, uh, flying around on short stuff and, and rallying to the ball. 
guys like Logan Thomas, J.D. McKissick, and they did get a few receptions. But the 49ers, that was a check mark. That was good. So one for four in those keys to victory, which is definitely not good enough to win a game in the NFL. They, they, you can't allow a team's defense to nearly outscore your offense. Let's start with the running game because that's the easiest thing to go over here. And Kyle Shanahan didn't completely abandon the run, but game script got away from him and they weren't able to. Uh, and they actually still ran the ball 27 times. Mostert did have 14 carries in this game and averaged 4.6 yards per carry. Uh, but it wasn't enough, and it still wasn't enough to put points on the board for the 49ers uh, on offense. And they, Kyle Juszczyk was involved. Debo had the first carry of the game there. Jeff Wilson, 11 carries for 31 yards. Running hard, he did have the touchdown. And sometimes on the short yardage stuff, it's going to make his average look a little bit worse. But clearly, Raheem's the guy, and I would like to see Raheem get the ball more. And I was still surprised, just like last week, how quickly Jeff Wilson mixed into the game with Raheem Mostert. Mostert only had two carries before Jeff Wilson started toting the ball. On the third drive of the game, Mostert, nine yards off left tackle. After uh, Trent Williams had left the game briefly, he was back in there, uh, helping him gain those nine yards. And then nine more yards off the right tackle for Mostert, then a couple more. Uh, for another first down before Wilson would enter the game again, go for 11 yards himself on the left side with a nice cutback. Uh, this was one of the better drives of the game for the 49ers, and when they there was no scoring to this point, and this was the third drive of the game, and when defenses were holding serves on, serve on both sides of the ball, uh, Wilson stuffed on his first goal line carry. He would stay in the game, and essentially Wilson's being treated like he's the goal line back too, which is hurting people who are trying to rely on Raheem Mostert in their fantasy leagues for the fantasy playoffs, I'm sure. And Wilson would get in on the next try following Kyle Juszczyk and Lakin Thomason with a nice block. Trent Williams as well there on the left side. So 7 nothing, 49ers at that point. A nice, efficient drive by the Niners. Had a short field, uh, then going to work in the running game. And that was exactly the script you wanted. That's how you wanted to see the, the 49ers play. And they had it going at least at that point. Mostert then was evaluated for a head injury out of the game. Jeff Wilson somehow got hurt on a Trent Williams false start penalty. Mullins stepped on his foot. Then Mullins almost turned his ankle, too. I thought he was going to get hurt. Like a very 2020 play right there. Players getting hurt on a non-play. Pretty unbelievable. So now you're down to Tevin Coleman. It's like, okay, well, Wilson and Mostert both out of the game. Now we're going to see the Tevin Coleman show. And then there was a sack, and it was second 24. Incomplete pass, then Coleman goes for zero yards on third down, and you punt. Not a great series there in San Francisco after they had a little bit of momentum on their previous scoring drive. And then Chase Young took over, and the 49ers' run game was not quite abandoned, but they just had to go to the pass because then they were behind on the scoreboard and were trying to score points. Chase Young forces a fumble on Jeff Wilson. Uh, I wrote in my notes that Wilson could find himself in Kyle's doghouse pretty quick, putting the ball on the ground there, especially with the emphasis Kyle Shanahan has put on the last two weeks he's been talking about harping on turnovers, 49ers having too many turnovers. And they did it again in this game. You can't win that way very often. That was at the end of the first half. And then, you know, third quarter, things went very pass heavy and there was not a lot of runs. A couple of nice Mostert runs. Wilson eventually did get back in the game and carried the ball in the fourth quarter with both arms firmly around the football, I might add. And, you know, just due to the score, Kyle Shanahan had to throw a little bit more for points later in the game, much like he did last week versus Buffalo. But he still actually tried to work in, I think, some more runs in this game. But as I mentioned, you know, it just wasn't to be with that aspect of the game for the 49ers after they were chasing scores. 
due to their offense and due to giving the ball to Washington defenders and allowing them to run down the field and score. So overall, the run game was fine, minus the one fumble from Jeff Wilson. And they had 27 carries for 108 yards, averaging four yards per carry. And they had the touchdown. So that was fine. And even a couple of nice runs, 11 yards for Wilson on a run, a 14-yarder for Mostert, a couple of nine-yarders for Mostert. So they're hitting, you know, not huge runs, but a couple of bigger runs, getting first downs, you know, momentum. So uh, that would have been fine right there. And I think that would have been much more skewed into a heavy dose of that in the second half if the 49ers didn't turn the ball over and allow Washington to score a bunch of defensive points. So let's get to the passing game, what that looked like for the 49ers in some detail, the defensive side of the ball for San Francisco versus Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins in the Washington offense, and then give out some game balls for week 14. Of the 38 total points that were scored Sunday, 29 of those points were scored when the 49ers had the ball on offense. Only nine of those points were scored while 49ers were on defense. Yet the 49ers lost that game 23-15, which should tell you how things went on offense for the 49ers. Let's start with Nick Mullins and the passing game. And it did not start great, actually, because uh, really bad news for the 49ers from jump. The first play of the game, Debo Samuel gets a carry to start the game and immediately heads to the sideline, clearly in pain. Uh, he was, you know, like angry about it. You could tell it was something he he knew was was really wrong right away. Immediately went uh, to get looked at by the medical staff after that nine yard gain, and then they showed Debo on the sideline had a ball cap on, hamstring injury. They said he was questionable to return, but it's pretty clear like he knew he wasn't going to be putting a helmet on anytime soon. He did not return from the game, and actually might keep him out for a while. Who knows? That could be the end of. Debo's season. We'll find out about an MRI tomorrow, but didn't look good. And he was, yeah, just a rough season for Debo Samuel with all the injuries he's faced this year. And, and I know he was going to be a big part of that game. Obviously, he got the first touch of the game. That that was going to be an emphasis for the 49ers offense. Niners and Nick Moles are going a little up tempo early. Hit Bourne for 16 yards, approaching midfield, six plays, opening possession that would end in a punt. Trent Williams hobbled off the field. He slipped on the turf. Multiple players, Terry McLaurin, slipped on the turf early in this game as well. Uh, getting, he was getting out to block on the move on a Brandon Ayuk screen pass that gained about four or five yards, but a Trent Williams hurt. Luckily, it wasn't something bad, and he ended up coming back into the game a little bit later. But that drive also would end in a punt. Mitch Wisnowski was quite busy in this game. Both teams had the ball a couple times, no score. Third drive is when things really started to go well for the 49ers offense for a short time. Mullins hit Ayuk for 17 yards in breaking route across the field. Mullins tried to put a little extra mustard on that throw too. Like he gave it everything he had and it wasn't necessarily a fastball fastball, but it got there. He got the job done and he fit it in there. So a nice throw by him and the 49ers, you know, mostly on the ground on that drive would end up scoring the first touchdown of the game and second quarter. It was run, 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 take a little shot, not deep down the field, but they were throwing past the sticks, which was fun to see and then run, run some more. And I like it. That was, I think, the path to victory for the 49ers. That was the way to do it. Short stuff, um, run the ball, and then you know try to try to hit some some passes to Brandon Ayuk. And I think Debo would have been a big part of that too. But it wasn't necessarily a full-on dink and dunk style passing gimmicky offense either. Mullen's trying to get the ball downfield a little bit on some of those throws. Misses low to Kendrick Bourne, 
but then squeezed one between defenders, a really nice pass to Brandon Ayuk for 17 more yards. The the Brandon Ayuk stuff, and that was a third and four, so throwing for 17 yards, you love it, instead of trying to you know throw for three yards and have him run and, and get the first down. Brandon Ayuk, statistically, it's really strange because he gets fed the ball a lot. So, so statistically, his day looked really well, and some deeper throws too, so he got his numbers up there with receiving yards, which was nice to see, but it really wasn't even like that, like, oh, Brandon Ayuk, breakout performance, big performance. Like It could have gone a lot bigger. And uh, I think that's going to be exciting to see, to see Brandon Ayuk when it's fully operating and, and the offense is fully functional and him making plays on multiple levels. Uh, he could have potentially gone even a lot bigger in this game. And there was, you know, a drop by him and multiple drops by Bourne that, that really hurt the offense along with, uh, obviously, the turnovers. So just things were not working well from the very first play of the game when Debo got hurt. It was like, oh man, this is going to be one of those games, isn't it? And and even when the 49ers got the lead, it you know, it didn't last all that long, and really, the uh, the plug kind of got pulled a little bit at the end of the half that that might have deflated the 49ers more than anything. But after that first down conversion, 17 yarder to Brandon Ayuk, the drive would stall after Bourne drops a slant. Maybe Bourne got led a little too far, but you get your hands on it, you you got to catch the ball, and and Bourne had this really bad case of drops. He's in the second and third quarter came back from it and did make some more catches in the game, but uh, really killed a few drives with some drops, and, and Ayuk had a big drop too. 114 short pass to Richie James, and then you punt. The Chase Young Show. Chase Young bats down a shovel pass intended for Raheem Mostert. Young really taking over at the end of the first half. The forced another punt on that drive, and then there's that man again, Chase Young, scoop and score on a Nick Mullins fumble. Jaron Payne is the one that that uh, strip-sacked Mullins on this play. Mullins trying to step up, and, and Mullins was moving around in this game and trying to make some plays on the move, trying to step up in the pocket, try to avoid the pass rush, and, and that's really strong Washington defensive line. Uh, on this play, it was ill-advised, though. You know, get, get rid of the ball quickly. Do something because he took the hit from Payne, who stripped it out. Then Chase Young picked it up and took it 47 yards for a score. Washington, at that point, at a 13-7 to halftime lead suddenly. I don't know if Nick Mullins is going to start the next game. I think the turnovers is something that Kyle Shanahan is just not going to stand for anymore. Just a frustration level of like, I don't care if I still lose or if Beathard's worse, the turnovers just can't happen anymore. I don't know if he'll make that evaluation now. Almost made the change during the game and didn't. I think Jeff Wilson... Luckily, his fumble was a little bit overshadowed by the the Mullins fumble and the Mullins pick that went for points the other way. So maybe his job as the number two back is pretty safe, although judging by how long he didn't touch the ball in that game after he fumbled, maybe he might take a step back and, and a little bit healthier Tevin Coleman might take over that number two role. We'll see. Beathard even put a helmet on too, but uh, yeah, did not get allowed to get back in the game after he finally did warm up. They had one more shot at it at the end of the first half there. Kendrick Bourne, another drop, a near interception on a Mullins pass intended for Ayuk across the middle, a punt, and they would go into the locker room, 13-7. Third quarter, still Mullins, another drop by Kendrick Bourne. Ronald Darby arrived at the same time at this one, so there was a couple plays where it's like they weren't perfect for Bourne, but you got to catch those. You get your hands on the ball. You got to catch it. Niners just really needed some big plays, and nobody on offense was making any plays at all except... Brandon Ayuk in a couple of runs here or there. 
And even Ayuk wasn't really getting loose, loose. So I think you got to credit Washington for rallying to the football and tackling the 49ers Yak Bros. Yak Bros minus Debo and minus Kittle. I guess Yak Bro because that means that Ayuk was the only one left. This is the frustrating part about Mullins and the 49ers offense. There will be a sign of something really good and you're thinking, okay, this is nice and some efficiency here and a nice little throw Mullins and he'll make some plays. You're like, all right, there we go. That's the good Nick Mullins. I like that. I like the gunslinger mentality, even though he doesn't have a cannon of an arm, he's not afraid to, to make a throw too. And there was a play in the third quarter. He makes an off-schedule throw, rolling right, rolling away from pressure, buying time, hits Richie James for a first down, and then follows that up with a bad throw to Ayuk down the seat. And then later in the same drive, disaster. The pick six to Cameron Curl. Second defensive touchdown of the game for Washington. Mullins tried to dump it off to Kyle Juszczyk in the flats and just didn't see a safety lurking there at all. Just didn't see it. I think Mullins actually yelled audibly loud that you could hear it on the, on the broadcast. Somebody did. As soon as he let go of the ball, I think it was him. He was like, oh, bleep. Basically, he was like, oh, no. He knew it. As soon as he let go of the ball, he knew right when it left his hands what he had just done. And there was no offensive touchdowns yet for Washington, but they still somehow led the game 23-7 to at that point. And they wouldn't score again for the entire fourth quarter, but they didn't need to. In that fourth quarter for the 49ers offense, staying with Nick Mullins in the passing game, uh, Ayuk drop, slant knocked into the air, nearly another turnover. Shanahan clearly not happy on the sidelines when they, they uh, went to him with the camera shot. The Niners, though, started moving the ball on this drive. This was the bounce-back drive for Nick Mullins after C.J. Beathard wasn't warmed up in time because the 49ers had to jump right back on the field after a pick six. Mullins hits Richie James. Then he hits Juice. A nice Mostert run mixed in there. Then misdirection Mullins to use check. Juice leaks out wide open for the touchdown. They even hit the two-point conversion pass to Kendrick Bourne, who does not drop this one. 23-15 Washington. Nice bounce-back drive from Mullins in the 49ers offense following the really, really, really bad interception. And now, plenty of time to go make a run at this thing. Down seven, down one score, you can go win the football game. But that is not what happened. Next offensive drive for the 49ers, put in a hole immediately by a Ross Dwelly hold. Third down pass batted down by Chase Young. That man again. Offense would only get one more shot at it. 240 to play in the game. They did get the ball back. Ayuk getting his first punt return in the game. Good starting field position. Wasn't much of a punt return, but good. even though he was really fighting, did not want to go down. I'm like, dude, don't get hurt. You're down. You're in the grass. You're, there's like five defenders on you right now. Go down. Don't get hurt. Good starting field position, though. Midfield, near the 50-yard line. Short pass to Ayuk, seven yards. Mostert fighting for one or two. Third and one. Two-minute warning. Kendrick Bourne comes out of that with a 22-yard reception that was undone by a Mike McGlinchey holding penalty. That was the backbreaking moment. You make the big play, and then there's a flag on the ground. Demoralizing. You can't have nice things. Sorry, you can't have a game-winning drive. Instead of a 22-yard game that, that took the ball down nearly to the red zone, now it's third and 12. And he did hold Montez Sweat. That was a good call, and, and he needed to because Sweat might have gotten to Mullins and not made that 22-yard pass to Kendrick Bourne. Uh, that catch and run to Kendrick Bourne uh, if McGlinchey did not hold him. So another drop, this time Jeff Wilson, 4th and 12, complete to Bourne. But short of the sticks, turnover on downs, and that's essentially the ball game. They had a chance to you know, chuck one more ball, but 
Uh, that was, they had a chance to try to do a fumble ruski, but that was it. That was the ball game. Uh, every time the 49ers had an opportunity, there was a huge mistake, a drop or a penalty or a turnover. Just sloppy football on offense, and you can't win that way. And as good as the defense played in that game for the 49ers, limiting Washington's offense, the, the offense just gave the game away. We've got some notes on that defensive performance next, and we'll give out some game balls from this 23-15 loss. Do you want 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Well, listen up. I'll tell you how you can get a tasty treat, a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar for 20% off. Right now, I'm staring at uh, a box of Built Bars that I built myself. You can mix and match three flavors. I love the peanut butter. I also wanted to try some other flavors, so I went with toffee almond and one of the six new flavors, cookies and cream. 130 calories in the cookies and cream flavor, 17 grams of protein, only four grams of sugar. It is fantastic. Other new flavors like caramel brownie, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp to go with their 12 original flavors. My favorite is peanut butter that I always talk about. Bars are covered in, this is the best part, 100% chocolate, not a brown colored flavored chocolate weird coating. It's legit chocolate. And it's delicious. I, I don't understand how they make these built bars taste so good and be low calorie and low sugar the way they are, but it's genius. And it's even great for a keto diet. Oh, yeah. And that 20% off. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code locked on. You'll get 20% off your next order. That is promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. A lot of really nice things said about. Alex Smith all week by 49ers coaches and players, but it was not a warm welcome once the game started. Uh, Alex Smith did not start out great in this game. Uh, Dink and Duncan his way around, only completed a couple passes. He was two of seven for five yards after the first three possessions. Uh, punt, missed field goal, and then another punt for Washington's offense. They did get things going a little bit more and ended up kicking three field goals, but uh, some of the notes I, I really came away with here plays that stood out to me one second quarter Javon Kinlaw tackle for loss dropping running back Peyton Barber for a two-yard loss in the Washington backfield Kinlaw shed uh, a Brandon Sheriff block beautifully and and active and, and the way he the way he keeps coming and there was a play earlier that was uh, I think it was J.D. McKissick 11 yards blocked up well but Javon Kinlaw ranging over from defensive tackle all the way out there 11 yards down the field on the outside to help out on the tackle on an outside run so just very active Javon Kinlaw. And still, at some points, he's just this big puppy and with these big puppy paws and and needs to develop all that talent and and, and, and funnel how active he is and, and funnel that hustle into, I'm sure, what's going to be a pretty good player. Not quite there yet. He'll disappear at times. Um, conditioning has been some problems, I think, for him sometimes. Maybe a better pass rush plan and more technique when he is going after the quarterback, but sometimes he just makes a really good play where you're like, wow, okay, if we could get more consistent and see plays like that with the way he shed that Brandon Sheriff block and got into the backfield, um, the 49ers will really have something in Javon Kinlaw. And we're not going to start seeing that, I think, until you know next year and maybe even year three. He's the type of player that could continue to get better and better for a few years, which is the way it used to be for draft picks, but we've seen so many young players come in and either be really good or just 
bad forever right away, you know, and, and I don't think that, I think there's going to be a, a learning curve for Kinlaw and it'll continue to go up into 2021 and beyond. After Washington was behind, the passing game did start getting going a little bit for Washington. Not huge amounts, but McLaurin getting open versus Richard Sherman for 11 yards. Then again on a slant for 13 yards on Sherman before McLaurin would limp off the field. Uh, He would end up returning, but I don't know if he hurt himself when he slipped on the turf earlier in the game and what. But um, that drive did net Washington in some points. Hopkins Second chance at a field goal after he missed the first one from about 54 yards, I think it was. He would hit the 51-yarder, just skipping over the crossbar. So 7-3, 49ers at that point in the second quarter. Niners defense continually helping out the 49ers offense. They get a short field, they hold them to a field goal. Washington's defense gets points, then the 49ers come up with a turnover. And that's what happened at the end of the first half. After the fumble, Salas D has a nice series to hold Washington to a field goal on a short field, only rushing three, dropping eight defenders, including a defensive tackle on a second goal play from the eight-yard line, and it worked. It had Alex Smith flustered. I loved seeing that call, and usually I get a little frustrated when I see a defensive lineman dropping into coverage, but it was a nice call by Salah on this play, and they would hit the field goal, so still had a 7-6 to lead there for a short time. Late second quarter, Niners defense still holding up their end of the bargain. An ill-advised throw from Alex Smith intended for Cam Sims. Jason Verrett would come up with the interception, a pretty easy center interception. He's just kind of hanging out there watching Smith throw the ball right at him. Uh, but did make a nice play on the ball, jumping up to, uh, to pull it down from Sims. Uh, Smith, though, would go to the locker room early before the half with a right calf injury. And it was questionable, but did actually not return. They went with Dwayne Haskins the rest of the way in the second half at quarterback. And Haskins would start to drive down the field to start the second half. McKissick's 17-yard run, a couple of receptions, uh, but that drive would stall out again. Ben don't break defense from Robert Sala's group there, uh, kick another field goal, so 16-7 to Washington at that point. And then, which was one of those moments where you're thinking, okay, the 49ers are just doomed this year. They they literally are cursed. There's something to the Super Bowl hangover, the Super Bowl curse, whatever it is, because now Fred Warner goes into the medical tent. And it's just like, just shut it down. You know, just shut it down. Fred Warner, too, come on. Every good player on the 49ers has to get hurt. Is that what we're doing here? They checked him out for a concussion. He got cleared for a concussion, but he had a neck-shoulder injury, a stinger, essentially, and that would keep him out for, I believe it was the rest of the game. I don't think Fred Warner got back in there at all, and uh, which is probably a smart thing. Um, like Essentially, anybody who's important to your 2021 season, sit them down, and let's get everybody healthy for next year, because that's, that's where the season is right now. That's absolutely where this is. Uh, Deion Jordan did come up with a sack and a three and out on the next drive. The 49ers were still in this game, even though they were on offense, continually giving the ball back to Washington, the Niners D was was holding strong and, and gave them a chance to win it until, you know, the the very just about the very end of the game. Jimmy Ward interception, which would have been his first since 2016. Haskins throwing high for McLaurin gets tipped to Moore, who tips it then to the hands of Jimmy Ward, but it turns out it wasn't to Jimmy Ward's hands. It was to also the ground. And upon review, that ball did hit the ground. It was an incomplete pass, but still a Washington punt. So a win for the Niners defense. Then trading three and outs, four minutes to play. Washington backed up to their own one-yard line after long snapper Tabor Pepper downed a Mitch Wishnowski punt. 
Loved seeing uh, one of the best plays on defense in this game was Dre Greenlaw flying to the sideline to tackle J.D. McKissick at the sticks. It was marked short. They even looked at it again. It was very close, but that was the correct call on the field. Greenlaw did get there, showing off his sideline-to-sideline speed and literally getting to the sideline to make the play on McKissick and tackle him a yard short for the first down, forcing Washington to punt which gave the 49ers that one last shot with two minutes and 40 seconds to play. But of course, we know now that the 49ers offense would not take advantage of that last shot that Dre Greenlaw gave them. Final score, 23-15. Washington improves to 6-7, and seven, beating the now 5-8 and eight San Francisco 49ers. How about some game balls? Are there some 49ers worthy of game balls in that ugly defeat? I think so, but I want to start with someone from Washington, and uh, man, the rookie, Chase Young, he's going to run away with the Defensive Rookie of the Year award, number two overall pick by Washington. He had a sack, a tackle for loss, six total tackles, two quarterback hits, two passes defense, so getting his hands on balls as well at the line of scrimmage when he wasn't winning or while he was winning with his pass rush, a fumble recovery, and of course the score after recovering that fumble, uh, forced fumble. Did I mention the forced fumble that was in there too? So just a ridiculous game from Chase Young. He was everywhere and passes the eyeball test, passes the production test. He's a monster. He's going to be really good for a long time. For Washington's defense, a cornerstone player to go with a bunch of other first-rounders on that defensive line, and they're a handful. They are a good unit on defense, and that's what's carrying this team right now. What about the 49ers? Who gets a game ball for the San Francisco 49ers? Well, after for, you know, it was a short week, but I think a lot of folks were looking at Robert Sala's defense like, hey, what happened there? You're supposed to be a head coach. You're supposed to be perfect all the time, right? Well, Robert Sala, guess what? You get a game ball this week because his defense did not allow a touchdown and still lose 23-15. Alex Smith had 57 passing yards. Dwayne Haskins had 51 passing yards. So, uh, you know, when you factor in their their sack yardage, their net passing yardage is only 95 yards. They had less than 100 Rushing yards as well, three and a half yards per carry on their 28 rushing attempts. So really just doing a number on that offense. 3.1 yards per play, only three of 15 on third downs, not good in the red zone. Uh, They created a turnover, created another turnover that didn't stay a turnover. So they just did their job on defense and continually bailed out the 49ers offense, uh, specifically I don't think there's any player. It was just a really good team performance, which is why I want to give that game ball to Robert Sala. I think he deserves it. Had his unit ready to play. Can you give a game ball to anybody on offense? I think the only player that was really making plays on offense for the 49ers in this game was Brandon Ayuk, who led the team by a lot in targets. 16 targets would catch 10 of those targets for 119 yards, which is career highs for Brandon Ayuk. So congratulations to the rookie coming along, developing, stringing together a bunch of really nice games and and proving that he's up to the task of being somewhat of a target hog in Kyle Shanahan's offense. 16 targets. That's got to be a a career high for him as well. I didn't really look at the target numbers, but the 10 for 119, his best game yet. So good on Brandon Ayuk. He gets a game ball. You know what? Dre Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw gets a game ball because that was such a big play he made to give the 49ers an opportunity to potentially go down the field and win the game. They didn't do that, but Greenlaw gave them that opportunity. And for some reason, Greenlaw has a knack at the end of games stopping people just a hair short of where they need to get. So uh, Dre Greenlaw, 
Led the team with seven tackles, a couple tackles for loss. You can have a game ball too. So Ayuk, Greenlaw, and defensive coordinator Robert Sala get game balls in this 49ers 23-15 loss to Washington. What's on your mind about this game? What did I miss? Did I miss anything? Do you see somebody out there that deserves some accolades that I did not give them in this game? Is there something that's really bothering you about this team right now? I'm sure there's quite a few of those things. If there are, hit me up. We'll talk about them. Maybe even have one of those therapy sessions on tomorrow's program at BD Peacock on Twitter, locked on 49ers at Gmail. If email is your preferred mode of communications, just so you know, though, much more likely I talk about your question if it's a short tweet than if it's a long email. All right. Talk to you guys tomorrow right here. Locked on 49ers.